he has a he loves making people put their tongues in like man-made Stuff. orifices that you yeah. just like shouldn't have yeah. and making it really sexual and you're like what are you doing where we don't feel anything for people listening we are the ghouls next door a media literacy show from a horror lens where we explore the real life historical gene genetic ways reasoning is behind our cinematic fears yeah whatever in our new year new me series we are covering crimes of the future because yeah body modification is your new you uh and in this place evolution like new people <laughs> new year new people you. yeah so it was just like adaptability humans yeah, <laughs> yeah let's we see are just like the bugs and microbes <laughs> eating the plastic just like the bugs and microbes eating the plastic you're right um we <laughs> Cards of the Future is uh, David Cronenberg's most recent work. He'd been away for quite a while. Um, we had covered David Cronenberg in the way, 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 way back uh, early days of Ghouls. It was like episode like 12 uh, with guest oh, yeah. Debbie Redman, uh, who talked about her love of Cronenberg, but also the under like how his work affected her. Like she, she, I remember her talking about growing up and her relationship with TV really kind of affected the way that she saw herself and kind mm-hmm. of understood her place in the world. And so Cronenberg's um, like body technology fascination uh, added to that. Yeah. So Crimes of the Future is his latest. Um, I am still working on it. We'll, we'll one day get uh, Brandon Crate. Cronenberg, name Brandon Cronenberg, his son, uh, Possessor, I definitely want to cover at some point in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but this just felt like, <laughs> well, last, so the last time we did New Year, New Me, we did American Mary and body modification. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, of course. You have to do some body modification in there, even if it's biological. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, let's do this. And I was fully prepared to be grossed out because, again, we watched like, because we covered Cronenberg not just like a film and it was also in the when we were really ambitious <laughs> so we watched a few of his films and i just remember existence really yeah. <laughs> he has a he loves making people put their tongues in like man-made Stuff. orifices that you yeah. just like shouldn't have yeah. and making it really sexual and you're like what are you doing <laughs> i i have noticed the theme that in most of the movies watched by him, everyone always seems like they are seconds away from like from- losing their ever-loving minds and <laughs> making out with each other. Yeah, just going um, ham on bodies. Yeah, everyone yeah. is hella horny all the time. Always. For flesh and technology. Yeah. Um, 
whose flesh technology take of things like it's not quite this he it's a little different in this film for sure but existence i just remember that's really what stuck with me was like the really like fleshy hard drives and it had like the umbilical cord that connected you and it was like yeah um (laughs) this is definitely that um for anyone watching (laughs) yeah cat and i are dressed apart uh i'm just like this lady who like slices up her face for like funsies um but i'm also wearing my the fly shirt that i'm not allowed to wear anywhere because it grosses people out including myself yeah and i'm the the guy in the movie who grows organs within himself as art and they go in there and they to tattoo them and then make like a whole display and art show out of surgery and it's craziness there is so much to talk about for this film because there's so many like threads and there's just so much information because it's like you designed this whole world and that you don't have a lot of time <laughs> so there's yeah. so many threads i do not talk about the tattooing like at all <laughs> I mentioned it once is one word says tattoo never talk about it in my section yeah uh, <laughs> i mean i to this moment don't fully understand what happened in the entire movie and that's okay i recognize <laughs> that like it was it was a little maybe a little too smart for me i was just like i don't know what's happening here <laughs> i was reading this article um, and at one point it was like it means nothing <laughs> It says nothing. Like, it says a lot. And the person, like, talks yeah. about all the things that it does say. But at the end, it's like, also, it's okay if it doesn't say anything. Like, it's okay if things just, like, stop, you know? Yeah. Or they just it's say just what like, they what say. is this new weird world? Look at it. Ooh, Whoa. Wacky. Imagine <laughs> if we grew organs that weren't yeah. supposed to be there. And they made crazy <laughs> things happen. Yeah. Uh, you know all that I just pollution? love when they were like, eat it. Like, oh, you have a new organ. And it's functioning. And it's like, how do you know? Like, it's new. Yeah. We don't know what it's supposed to do. So you don't know if it's functioning. It could be malfunctioning. It could be, like, <laughs> its function could be, like, to steal from the other word. Like, what? I, what? Yeah. Like, your appendix. Like, we don't need it. That is true, which is so crazy. There's so many things that, like, I guess, like, through time, our bodies are going to, like, adapt to the new environment and make irrelevant. Like, yeah. for example... I was born without wisdom teeth. Yeah. Don't I don't know. Them. Don't need them. I don't need wisdom. <laughs> Who needs that? Otherwise, um, what are you going to do? Understand this movie? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why. Yeah, uh, that's what it is. I was born without wisdom teeth. I can't understand Cronenberg's brain. <laughs> um, I can't either. I'm not going to lie. So uh, why, don't we, <laughs> why don't we listen to me? Give it a shot. Do figure it, it out. Um <laughs> Listen, uh, what you're going to experience in my section of this episode is listening to me as I was writing this script slowly start to figure some stuff out. Like, it's literally while I was writing it, I was like, oh, Uh, that's because of this. (laughs) I I found a a lot of articles, but I have not read all of them. And even when I was reading them, I was like, oh, yeah, like, I get those things. But I feel like I'm missing something. Usually... I'm able to find like a YouTube video that explains stuff to me. Um, and, and I couldn't, couldn't find that. Yeah. <laughs> couldn't find, so if anyone has something that's not us on YouTube, uh, let me know. I'm here for it. Um, so Crimes of the Future is from 2022, last year. And it's about humans adapt to a synthetic environment with new transformations and mutations. With his partner, Caprice, Saul Tensor, celebrity performance artist, publicly showcases the metamorphosis of his organs in avant-garde, 
performances and is directed by David Cronenberg. Mm-hmm. Mr. Cronenberg. Um, so <laughs> I will I will also like in as always in our show notes, we'll have all those reviews that I found in like explanations. Yeah. So if you are like, what were you even saying? Totally fine. Um <laughs> also our show is usually very serious. I'm gonna be a complete goofball. So just bear with me. Um in I'm the so loud. <laughs> In the hopefully very distant future, uh, humans have evolved to no longer feel pain or much of anything, and illnesses are infrequent and pandemics are a thing of the past. And as someone who is currently COVID positive, that sounds lovely. Um, (laughs) In this painless future, surgery is the new sex. They say it a bunch. They want you to know. (laughs) They want you to know. (laughs) They want you to know that. Um, Or like, (laughs) Kristen Stewart's like, it's the new sex. Like, girl, could you just like breathing so much? But just so take a several million steps back. Um, <laughs> she's so weird. Um, I love that for her. Honestly, I was like, this is yeah, great. no, it was this great, is a great role for her. <laughs> Mouth breathing all over the place is great. Yeah. Um, an art form has arisen where one man, Saul Tenser, uh, grows new organs and has them removed in an overly sexual way in front of an overly horny crowd. Yep. <laughs> it's like everything is horny um these organs are perplexing because no one knows what they're designed to do or what to make of them um and i guess you could say he has a red thumb you, you get it uh-huh because <laughs> he grows organs instead of plants yeah. um <laughs> the blood is red so i do you know? get it i picked it up <laughs> thank you my delirium uh Cronenberg's future play uh future plays much into his aesthetic of flesh technology and this future tech looks kind of primitive and it's inspired by the earthen exoskeletons of insects or the creativity of the Flintstones um (laughs) at one point I was like what in the Flintstones is happening because it felt very much like okay they found the bones of this dinosaur they (laughs) they made it into a robot (laughs) you know like (laughs) yeah (laughs) like the bird who like I was like, this is, you're right next door. This is like if the Jetsons and the Flintstones were, they had combined. Yeah. Um, So Cronenberg is well known for his stomach churning and perplexing dives into society, our obsession with technology and the outright filth that is humanity. And he gets a kick out of making you squirm, slicing up the body and modifying it into a forced evolution, Um, which is like, that's what he's known for. He does other stuff too. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) But it's like, I knew what I was getting into when I put it up. Um, In Crimes of the Future, it's no different. Uh, It begs the question, is human evolution over and will we need to adapt manually to give future generations a fighting chance? Um, In the digital apocalypse, as as we have discussed on a previous Ghouls episode during our apocalypse series shows us a world in which our evolutions are based in technology our adaptations assisted by the digital world and the machines and extension of our bodies Mm -hmm. this blend of human and machine will become seamless but that's not able to distinguish where the flesh ends and the tech begins um which is right up (laughs) yeah cyberpunk but like even like yeah it's definitely cyberpunk which like more fleshy cyberpunk (laughs) yeah fleshy cyberpunk where like they're not embracing the chrome future they're trying to rely on like an antique future it kind of reminds me of like fallout where they're stuck as if we like propelled ourselves forward in time but from a further past does that make sense (laughs) yeah yeah right yeah um yeah yeah 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> it makes sense to me. That's, I was like, you know, like if, if a long time ago we went to the bed, whatever. Um, <laughs> the, I'll hype you up. You don't got to worry about it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, has always been really talented with practical effects or like just actually making people do this or getting really creative with like making it in the space. And in this mm-hmm. film, there was a lot more digital like CGI happening. And mm-hmm. I saw this like the one one of the only YouTube videos I found was like him talking about it. He was like very excited about this film, and he like they had this scene where um, one of the the like exoskeleton things that's like the um, casket uh, uh-huh. <laughs> like it like pushes in and then it moves and he's like you can see that that's not real that's not a real camera that's done in the computer and I was like yeah we know that David like it's very <laughs> clearly technology like it looks digital um but it was just so funny to see how excited he was to be like that's not that's not real I was like yeah um so it, after cool. seeing I'm him, like, him be hyped about it. yeah after seeing him so excited I was like okay this is just like he did all those practical effects partly out of necessity also because it was like his way of doing things um yeah. but now he is like now in this new age he has access to like updated equipment and technology so he's gonna try out some cool stuff yeah he's gonna lean in <laughs> yeah which is you know what love live his life um Cronenberg's future isn't too far off from this envision future only in that the changes do become genetic and affect the generations to to become so that digital future yeah. i'm talking about um Cronenberg's tech in this film is disturbing as always and the devices are designed to support everyday functions such as sleeping without pain or digesting easier while eating um the latter of which is a skeletal chair that rocks around and spoon feeds you uh it's hilarious it is the funniest thing um what a goofy contraption um (laughs) yeah it just seems like this is not what it would look like that that cannot be helpful you cannot convince me that that's something that someone enjoys like it couldn't even get into their mouth like they looked whatever you can't tell me that yeah looked really uncomfortable and i guess it's like in this world where people can't experience pain but i don't know yeah but i mean you could experience agitation yeah (laughs) which is what i would be when it wasn't finding my mouth yeah Um, i want to find i want someone to share the science with me of moving yourself around and being all wiggly helps digestion. I want someone to find that article for me <laughs> that that motivated him to make that chair. Okay, I do wonder. Um, yeah, uh, it seemed less than ideal, but had me thinking about accessible furniture design. Because um, I was like, there are things made to help people who are differently abled to just like assist them. I was like, which like it's. It's kind of in that vein, but I don't think this is actually very helpful. Um, Yeah. And this is one of the many themes explored in the film. But this technology, however, is a hedonistic pursuit rather than a purely practical one. Because humans can't feel and the world has been adapted around them to complement that, becoming numbing and catering to their any need, resulting in further comfort. And without the stressors and challenges of life as we know it, humans seek out more reckless and wild things for pleasure, including surgery or just good old slicing up your skin. Uh-huh. with your friends <laughs> yeah in, embracing the orgasmic pleasure of your skin flesh being sliced up so far yep. um and once humans have evolved past the basic needs free of pain and suffering our bodies become simply vessels reduced to storage devices for our minds which is like 
Cronenberg's favorite thing. Um, yeah. And art, as we see it in this film, is the final pursuit of humanity. Imagine what we could create where humanity no longer to need. <laughs> like if we just no longer yeah. needed anything, we just existed. Um, I had this whole conversation with Kat about that the other day. <laughs> like if we just had all our basic needs met, imagine what cool things we could do, like the advancement in technology and like accessibility of the world and like art if people just didn't have to survive <laughs> like it'd be super rad yeah i don't yeah. think it would be this <laughs> this world well yeah this, it's not this if anything this world is like the opposite of that in my mind it's yeah. like you're trying you're watching humans evolve and you're like stop it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's very much like neurotypicals being like no to anyone who's different you know what i mean That's yeah that i get and then yeah. or like just people just not being open to like differences in people and yeah. being like stop it we're not going to help you you have to eat, sit in this uncomfortable chair and eat food that this literally <laughs> your body can't digest because that's what everyone does yeah just do it <laughs> and this world sucks like anyway yeah. <laughs> uh in an interview for the canadian radio show q cronenberg explains his fascination with humans and our connection to technology saying the body, for me, is the essence of human existence. It is what we are, and everything comes from that, including technology. In the, eight, in the 1950s, technology was this inhuman stuff from outer space that threatened us. You know, strange weapons and stuff like that. For me, technology has always been ultra-human and a complete extension of what we are. Our fists become, you know, missiles. So technology also becomes what we are for the good and the bad. And you see it with every new technology. You see the internet, you see social media. It's wonderful and it's horrible, horrible and horrifying. At the same time, it brings out the worst of us and also the best. So to me, it's just natural to go there. I'm diving into the essence of what we are and the essence of the human condition. And Crimes of the Future takes me there. Um, sure. <laughs> no, it's, it super does. It has that, like, I, like, it makes sense. People can't feel they're weird now. So, um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Crimes of the Future follows Saul Tenser, is a man Me. with, ex <laughs> or as Kat is dressed, uh, a man with accelerated evolution syndrome, which has him grow new organs with unknown functions, and his partner in future crimes, Caprice, uh, who holds surgery performances to remove those pesky extra organs. And the film opens with a seemingly normal child on the beach, and we cut to this not so normal child later as he brushes his teeth and he's clearly craving more than dinner and with the strongest case of pica i've ever seen he begins chomping away at the plastic trash bin near the sink and there's yeah. this foaming white liquid that seeps from his mouth allowing him to eat this willy wonka furniture item um his yeah. mother is then troubled by this creature and unalives a boy as he sleeps yeah. is like what a way to start a film <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with like so little context and it took so long to figure out why <laughs> yeah and not to like the end and you're like okay but still like yeah but it also like her character makes a lot of sense because her character is essentially like people you know like society yeah. not wanting to like change anyway um, oh very much yeah yeah uh we hear later as she leaves a message for her now ex-husband that she blames him for the creature and tells him to come get his son and this father named lang dotrice uh does so and mourns the loss of his son and this plastic eating boy is incredibly important and we later find that he is the next step in human evolution and as kat said it takes a long time to get there yeah. you start out like did that boy just eat that plastic and then you're like oh he's dead 
yeah. <laughs> okay, what are we doing? And not because uh, of the plastic. And we just cut to uh, Vega Mortensen in a really shaky bed. Yeah. Singing pain. Um, <laughs> Lang and his band of merry men have surgically changed themselves to be able to digest and consume plastic. And Lang explains to Tensor in a later scene that there had been a long hunger, a rumbling in his tummy that only plastic could satisfy. And yep. these bonafide humans now eat Soylent Purple, a plastic protein bar <laughs> reminiscent yeah. of the bug bars from Snowpiercer, only much better for the environment. Yeah. <laughs> and Less gross, surprisingly. Um, And Lang enlists Tensor's help to do a live autopsy as one of his shows, where they will dissect Brecken, Lang's son, and show that he has naturally evolved and has inherited the forced evolution his father underwent. Meanwhile, Tensor is working with a detective named Cope, who has a strange growth of his own that he never addresses. Yeah. (laughs) Like, brings it up, and they're like, you should do something about that. And then it's like... Uh, and Cope, for some reason, doesn't want the world to know about the plastic eaters or the potential for future-born plastic eaters. Um, so Cope enlists the help of the incredibly uncomfortable to watch, listen to, and be around Tim Lin, uh, played by Kristen Stewart, who swaps out Breckett's organs in an act of sabotage. Um, which, like, you learn, and I'm like, why? <laughs> yeah, I really didn't get rushed. her motivation, because, like, she was, like, all about his organs, you know it was just yeah. weird it was like weird. i was like why would you do that well she was also very like uh traditional That's like fair. she was like very by the book you have to do it this way um i mean he's an anomaly for sure but like she loved that he like categorized all his organs and stuff you know she loves that stuff yeah um so to up to uh uh i guess like in her mind for science though yeah yeah, I don't know. Uh, Timlin works for the National Organ Registry, which doesn't isn't it doesn't exist. But they're yeah, it's like, not legal, it's but... not legal. But they're like, we require that people uh, do this. But it's like you can't require anything. You don't exist. Yeah. It's really uh, weird. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Uh, designed to tag tattoo document the new organs because of reasons. Unless uh, they wander off somewhere or end up in the next generation like yeah no um and i'm not gonna lie i don't 100 understand this film or any of cronenberg's films for that matter but i do what i can and there's quite a deal of subplots and missing exposition that make the film a tad difficult to comprehend with only one watch through which is all we had time for and other than the government is evil theme i can't understand why they would be so against plastic eating humans uh though i can't remember a time when the government or powers that be have been okay or on board with any change of any kind yeah um there's certainly a desire to keep things pure and controlled and even cope's neglect of his own abnormalities is strange and harmful so caught up in maintaining the status quo, he's willing to ignore the growth, which could be very well end him. Yeah. Um, it's like, that's how, like, like dug into this narrative you are. Yeah. Um, and because humans can't feel pain, they look to surgery for pleasure. And humanity's current obsession or fa- fascination with body modification aren't quite to this level, though there is a level of harm that plays into it. Um, ghouls, as I mentioned, covered American Mary and body modification the last time we had our New Year New Me series. And in that exploration, we found that it's the motivations 
behind the modifications to be what mattered the most. So if you were changing your outward appearance in an attempt to please an outside force, such as the toxic impossible beauty standards, or perhaps a romantic partner, then we highly recommend against it. However, if your modifications are a desire to change your outward appearance to match who you are inside, then absolutely. In the case of the plastic eaters, their motives are also somewhat beneficial. Imagine what we could do for the environment with some plastic eaters cleaning up the ocean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> be pretty rad. And for me, Crimes of the Future is an eco horror. Um, the grim, dark, and prehistoric future is an omen, a warning, and also a hope. Though I felt the film was missing exposition and explanation. Yeah. <laughs> like I could have done with like a title card or just, <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. said to Kat, I was like, I really hope it, I wish it opened up the way Repo the Genetic Opera does, where it's just like, this, this is the future. People loan out organs and then they can get repossessed. And I was like, all right, I'm in. I got it. I got the background. I know what happens. I didn't, I couldn't figure out anything. I was like, what, why do people feel? Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot left unsaid for sure. And then you just are pretty confused. And it's okay. (laughs) Yeah. The world building felt really distant. Like it's resting in Cronenberg's mind somewhere else. And it leaves us with the whispers of a society. We're made to pick up the pieces and puzzle together a world in which people cannot feel, organs grow willy-nilly, and people eat plastic. (laughs) And an article on MovieWeb titled Crimes of the Future explained, dissecting David Cronenberg's new movie by Matthew Miller and one of the only articles I actually read, features an interview with an industrial ecologist, Roland Geyer, who explains, at the current rate, we are really heading toward a plastic planet. At some point, we will run out of room to put it. And later, Chelsea Rockman, a professor of ecology at the University of Toronto, explains in that same article, some may argue we already have. And now it's found in every nook and cranny of our oceans. It's true. Yeah, (laughs) it's everywhere. So Mailer goes on to stress the impact of the plastics on humans, saying microplastics are being discovered in everything from rice to tap water, shellfish to sardines. And in 2018, considerable amounts were found in human feces for the first time. Plastic is showing up in children's blood and in human placenta, which was gross enough to begin with. Um, (laughs) which I completely agree ultimately uh, the film felt much like the artistic surgeries of this world a performance and a warning Uh, it explores the fascinating flaws of evolution while questioning our place in this world if you can stomach the graphic slices and open wound makeouts that Cronenberg loves uh, (laughs) then you may find the world fascinating enough to endure I wish we'd spent more time with one or two of the threads rather than exploring all of them at times it it was overwhelming to to keep up and i couldn't tell you what the router had burst like what they were up to <laughs> or what the inner beauty pageant meant though it is kind of ironic that the inner beauty pageant was still physical yeah it had nothing <laughs> to do with who you are as a person and everything to do with your organs which again is like reason. a representation of this world like yeah. we have all this time now we don't feel pain now we don't get sick we could just exist and what do we choose to invest in like this, this still like slicing each other up. Yeah, like, yeah, like so why? bizarre. Why would we do that? And I think that might have been the point. <laughs> That's what I'm like. Yeah. Wait a second. Um, the film is. Uh, the film is very Cronenberg, and for all its discomfort and moody glimpses into the future, it was oddly hopeful. And I'm all for the future of plastic eaters, of our chance to right what we've wronged and fix this planet. And let's see what kind of evolution we can force upon ourselves next. But I, you know, honestly, I just think not every film 
is made for us and that's That's okay and i i think because of one your germophobia and also my pretty vehement dislike of gore ironically as being horror fans cronenberg is just not for us and that's totally fine because he is for somebody somebody likes these films and they're allowed yeah (laughs) they're creative and weird and there's something kind of magical about how weird they are (laughs) (laughs) yes like uh, this mind exists and that's kind of cool uh, yeah, but it's okay. They're not for us, and that's fine. Yeah, I put this in the same camp as like I'm really glad he went into filmmaking. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. <laughs> like there are certain minds where I'm like, like Stephen King. I'm like, I'm really glad he's wrote books. You yeah. Know? Who? Where would he be? You know, uh, yeah. if he if he went like, I'm afraid. I'm afraid to know where he would have put that energy, where he would have put those thoughts. Did if he didn't write them down, and if Cronenberg didn't put these on the screen, what would he be tech- He'd be inventing flesh technology. It's okay. I don't know. I don't know. As long and as he is, he's kind of inventing allowed. it. So or consensual. I don't know. Yeah. Um, make my organs flesh technology. Not actually. Don't do that to me specifically. Just <laughs> interesting. Um. So this one was bonkers. Like what a truly bonkers. <laughs> um. And everything I learned as a result of watching this film like one a lot of the plot like while it was like shocking in the fact it was like really gross uh did not necessarily surprise me uh this was just like a little tangent like it does not shock me at all that the society with which we have now would notice that something different was happening and then murder all those people does not shock me there's no that's not a surprise it's it's what they do all the time um most of our recent history included is just them doing that so if there was like this new evolution of humans that started eating plastic instead of being like nice we have a super big plastic problem this will solve it instead they'd be like oh but plastic humans aren't actually humans so we should like make them (laughs) Yeah. either have to hide or will murder them or they would definitely like enslave them like it's 100 yeah. our society is made of garbage and yeah. that's what would happen so in that way it's not that far-fetched yeah but also it's like concept. big food like big food like if you just think of like coal versus like clean energy like yeah <laughs> anyone who's like uh like how how hard they're trying to keep coal around like that's what they would do they'd be yeah. like well Yes, that would fix the environment, but then we can't sell fast food. Yeah. And I mean, plastic is also like, because it's made out of uh, natural gas and fossil fuels. Yeah. Yeah. Which apparently we're short on. So I don't know why it's our main thing we make. Um, But I also learned (laughs) in my journey that the plastic industry is also pretty bonkers. Yeah. It is pretty wild. Uh, There's a lot of just like weird stuff happening there. And I watched a video on Climate Town's YouTube channel, um, as well as like a documentary and another documentary that he links in those videos. But it's all about how like plastic recycling is a scam, quote unquote, because it's we live in a capitalistic society. Um, And I followed up on a lot of the research that they linked in the video. And it was pretty interesting. And ultimately, it really just explained uh, in an entertaining way that because capitalism exists and recycling plastic is not profitable, that it doesn't really happen unless it's like one of the 10 or two out of the 10 kinds of plastic that exist. Yep. Um, And as I said, the main reason being that we live in a capitalistic society, 
so what is convenient and cheap will always win within that system. Uh, and additionally, most plastic products, especially single-use plastic products, are more expensive to recycle than they are to dispose of and replace. Um, meaning that the many of the plastics that are created will be will never be recycled, and that's just because it's not profitable to do so. Um, and the end result is that plastics are dumped in landfills, oceans, across our planet, and literally from <laughs> the top of all the tallest mountains to the deepest parts of the ocean, um, instead of being recycled. And there's not enough information really about what that's going to do, because it's happened in the last like 50 to 80 years to know like what the damage is going to be. Um, but we're seeing the planet and our bodies and everything else react in real time. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot of anxiety around this. And every so often uh, in the climate town video, he kind of went into like how every few years we have like a panic yeah. about plastics. And then like everyone thinks it's like kind of calmed down. And then five years later, there's another panic about plastics. And ultimately, like, nothing is actually happening that's helping the plastic situation. But it's just, like, very they have good marketing. Yeah. Plastics make a lot of money. So they have really good marketing and can do some pretty wild stuff. Uh, so that's my little tangent about that. But if you were <laughs> interested in learning about that, the video was very interesting. They had follow-up documentaries that also explained it in ways that were, like, entertaining, informative, and, like... I just thought provoking is a good word. Yeah. You can also check out our ecological apocalypse episode to learn about how the planet is being damaged as well to get even more depressed. So exciting. There's a goals for that. <laughs> There's a goals for that. Um, and yeah, so the ultimate result is that there's so much happening to these ecosystems to our world that we just don't have the information around and it's spreading at a rate that by the time we do know it's going to be too late uh -huh. um, unless we really make some drastic action um, and luckily our ecosystems are adapting to this new environment which is interesting but the big question is what will that adapting change our planet into and will we be able to adapt to live in that new version of our planet so, um, so the production of plastics has an impact on our overall health the problem mainly being that chemicals that are added to plastics and the way in which microplastics spread so there has been a lot of research done on the additives to plastic which are already known for causing illness infertility and other issues their attachment to plastics is concerning because of how plastics disperse um, and the way they spread cause them to disperse until they become airborne, which is fun. Um, so they literally have the means to infiltrate even our cell structures uh, and our bodies, really our blood, true. everything in there. Um, and in an article on National Geographic titled Microplastics Are in Our Bodies, How Much Do They Harm Us? They go into detail on what is impacted by these tiny particles. Few, and they say, a few years ago, as microplastics began turning up in the guts of fish and shellfish, the concern was focused on a safety of seafood. Shellfish were a particular worry because in their case, unlike fish, we eat the entire animal, stomach, microplastics and all. 
In 2017, Belgian scientists announced that seafood lovers could consume up to 11,000 plastic particles a year just by eating mussels, a favorite dish in that country. This spring, scientists from the Netherlands and the UK announced that they had found tiny plastic particles living in humans in two places where they hadn't been seen before, deep inside the lungs of surgical patients and in the blood of anonymous donors. Neither of the two studies answered the questions of possible harm, but together they signaled a shift in the focus and concern about plastics towards the cloud of airborne dust particles we live in. Some of them, uh, so small, they can penetrate deep inside the body and even inside cells in ways that larger microplastics can't. So ultimately, uh, they're spreading at a rate that's kind of alarming to the point where it's like, literally not environmentally sound to bury bodies in the ground anymore. Mm. Um, it's also not environmentally sound to drink rainwater anymore because of how many chemicals and microplastics and PFAs and other things that are in it. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, there's things you can do to get around it, but essentially consuming microplastics is basically unavoidable at this point. <laughs> Uh, they're literally everywhere and everything we breathe all the time, everything we drink, but especially if you consume uh, shellfish. So if you're allergic to shellfish, blessings to you. That's your body's <laughs> way of being like, no. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, evolution, I guess. I don't know. Um, and the main reason that this is concerning, I feel like there are a lot of obvious ones, but it's because there's not enough uh, information surrounding the long-term impact of plastic on our bodies. We do have evidence that the additives of plastic can cause breathing problems, hormonal disruptions, as I said, infertility and other concerns. But in not knowing that answer of like how damaging it is and with the rate with which microplastics spread, we may find out too late just how much damage microplastics have done and continue to do. I will say it's probably a really good guess uh, that it's going to be bad. So we probably should just not. Yeah. <laughs> Like I just like I think we can err yeah. on the side of caution, you know. <laughs> but that's not profitable games, so, but they're so not. Real. That's they're so not real. going to. Uh, <laughs> everything that I learned Ugh. about plastic recycling was okay, but like they could do it. They have the technology, but it's expensive, so they're yeah. not going to. <laughs> any watching any climate town video makes you like want to just hide in a hole because you're like, wow, the world is hopeless. <laughs> Yeah. It's so evil. It's like so pieces. Yeah. Like and I mean, the Climate Town video does go into like pretty good detail about like what can be done in terms of like legislation is our way out of this. M removing single use plastic in all of our spaces is essential to making this less horrible. <laughs> um, uh, and that is only going to be done legislatively because you can change your own personal habits all you want you can switch to non-plastic containers all you want yeah it's not going to matter if the Doesn't government matter. is not supporting those policies because they do most damage rich people yeah. in the government do the most damage so it really just has to come from the ground or the top down uh, -huh. uh or the bottom up in terms of voting all the people who are doing the crappy stuff out because they're being paid off and they're not doing their jobs yeah. um then, yeah among other things, there's a long list of things that our government gets paid to just be like, I don't really, I think it's fine. Let them, let them all go. And then bad things happen, yep. shockingly enough. Uh, 
In a Guardian article titled Microplastics Cause Damage to Human Cells study show, uh, the research analyzed 17 previous studies which looked at the toxicological (laughs) impacts of microplastics on human cell lines. The scientists compared the levels of microplastics at which damage was caused to the cells with the levels consumed by people through contaminated drinking water, seafood, and table salt, apparently. Um, They found specific types of harm, cell death, allergic response, and damage to cell walls were caused by the levels of microplastics that people ingest. Harmful effects on cells are, in many cases, the initiating events of health effects, said uh, Evangelos Dinopoulos. Uh, of Holy York Medical School, UK, and who led the research published in the Journal of Hazardous Materials. He said, we should be concerned right now. There isn't, but right now there really isn't a way to protect ourselves. Uh, And future research could make it possible to identify the most contaminated foods and have us avoid them, he said. Uh, But the ultimate solution was to stop the loss of plastic waste. Once the plastic is in the environment, we can't really get rid of it or get it out of the environment. And ultimately, the more that I think about it, if shellfish is filled with the most microplastics, it would really make sense why so many people are allergic to shellfish. Maybe it has nothing to do with fish and everything to do with the microplastics. I don't know. As as I'll say in a second, I'm really not a scientist. I don't know how any of this works. But (laughs) but the people in these articles do sound like they know what they're talking about. They're scientists. Yeah, they they actually are real scientists. And I'm (laughs) quoting them directly. Maybe not fantastically, but I'm doing my best. Um, And I read a few other articles specifically about plastic-eating microbes and bugs that are evolving to eat plastic, which is super interesting. Um, Just like, or Gabe found some of them and I found other ones. So it's uh, it's a little bit of both. And what's interesting about this is kind of like the adaptability of our environments. And we'll kind of just have to see if that transfers to us. in another article on The Guardian, which I found a lot of articles articles on The Guardian, uh, there's a titled, Bugs Across Globe Are Evolving to Eat Plastic, Study Finds. Uh, they go through the how various bugs, microbes, and other creatures are evolving to eat plastic, specifically saying microbes in oceans and soils across the globe are evolving to eat plastic. According to a study, the research scanned more than 200 million genes found in the DNA samples taken from the environment and found 30,000 different enzymes that could degrade 10 different types of plastic. If you're me, you may have initially thought, wow, that sounds really complicated. What the heck does that mean? Well, I'm not a scientist, but the scientist in the article said, the results provide evidence of a measurable effect of plastic pollution on the global microbial ecology. So, yeah, so it does that. Um, And they continue to say that millions of tons of plastic are dumped into the environment every year, and the pollution now pervades the planet from the summit of Mount Everest to the deepest oceans. Reducing the amounts of plastics used is vital as the proper collection and treatment of waste. Um, And the main issue seems to be that we have not yet found a way to degrade and recycle plastics that is cheaper than creating new plastics. Um, That seems like the solution, because obviously in this profit hungry society that is the only way it's going to get done um so uh but the adapting of the environment is super interesting uh apparently they could in this if they do get this to where it needs to be that they could use enzymes to rapidly break down plastics to their building blocks 
um, which is like natural gas and fossil fuels. Um, and this would enable new products to be made from the old ones, cutting the need for virgin plastic production. The new research provides many new enzymes to be investigated and adapted for industrial use. Um, and what's interesting about that is just like that there's creatures and animals that are evolving to meet the need to break down plastic. Um, this is happening in the oceans just because the oceans specifically are getting the bulk of our plastic dumping. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, so it makes sense that we would see this specifically there um, because to survive, if the animals within the ocean are going to survive, something is going to need to get rid of that plastic. Um, so uh, they continue on to say that we found multiple lines of evidence supporting the fact that the global micro microbiome plastic degrading potential correlates strongly with the measurements of environmental plastic pollution, a significant demonstration of how the environment is responding to the pressures we are placing on it, which was said by Professor Aletskej at Chalmers University of Technology in Sweden, a different scientist from a different from the same university named Zan Zermik says that we did not expect to find such a large number of enzymes across so many different microbes and environmental habitats. That is a surprising discovery that really is, illustrates the scale of an issue. Um, specifically that evolution is taking place at such a rate within yeah. these ecosystems because of just how much plastic is in there. And I mean the real solution is to remove the plastics from those environments. Uh, but within our world, it seems uncertain that that's going to happen anytime soon, unless there's like people who know about it and like really care. Um, or alternatively, we harvest and train these micro or microbes to eat these plastics. Uh -huh. um, and the explosion of plastics happened in the last 70 years. Uh -huh. um, we went from two M tons to 380, which I assume means million, uh, 380 million tons a year, which is a lot, two to 380, that is many. Um, so there's just like a lot out there for these microbial enzymes to have to deal with. Um, and I think as abstract and crazy as this Cronenbergian future sounds, it also doesn't sound too crazy in that like, if we're gonna survive in this new world, our bodies might have to do the same thing or we might have to like learn to adapt and find symbiotic relationships with these like enzymes, creatures, what have you. Uh -huh. um, or honestly tattoo and rearrange our organs. I don't know. It really <laughs> seems pretty bizarre. Um, but I highly recommend like looking into the climate towns video and like all the adjacent resources that he listed because it did seem like a lot needs to happen with the plastic industry itself um there's lots of things that have been done marketing wise to intentionally make it so people think something's happening that's positive when there's not um and a specific example of this is on a lot of plastic containers i have one next to me um they list a little symbol on it that would suggest that it is Recyclable. Uh, but the kicker there is that it's not actually the recycling symbol. It is a symbol that specifically is just to say it's like resin identification number, um, which has nothing to do with recycling. Uh, 
but they kind of, since the recycling symbol itself, like it's a marketing item, was public domain, uh-huh. the plastic companies purchased it uh, and made it their resin identification number so that people when have all their Earth Day pictures. Everyone associates that symbol with the three arrows uh-huh. as a recycling symbol. So they put that on all the plastic products or at least the majority of them, because I can't find it right now, but I, I've seen it where they have like little numbers inside, which is you think you're, oh, it's a kind of recycling thing. And it's not, it's just this resin identification bottom. number. You check the bottom. I don't want to spill the remnants of the Gatorade. Yeah, the, I have a power right here. Um, the, uh, it's, I think it's like one and two, because there's numbers. The numbers mm-hmm. mean, I think one and one two and are two. the only ones that, are actually recyclable and the rest are uh we send to different countries who then i found it it's a four so it's not recyclable recyclable. um (laughs) exactly uh yeah and uh so they send it to another country and then that country throws it out and it's not our fault anymore Mm -hmm. so we can say like our companies can say we aren't polluting the environment we're not putting the toxic (laughs) <laughs> the toxicities in there um those other people are doing that and it has nothing to do with us but we're just sending it over there so um yeah <laughs> highly highly recommend climate town also uh i remember watching this documentary i think they did it for our ecological episode um but it was like you know there's the trash islands mm-hmm. and, uh essentially they were like when these birds would die they would like cut them open and their stomachs are just full of plastic plastic yeah yeah or um my partner follows this reddit thread or reddit subreddit i don't know what they're called uh of like under the water scary things in the ocean and Mm -hmm. the deepest depths of the ocean it was like at the at the very bottom it was like nothing lives down here no one can get down here and they got this picture of it and there was like a coke can (laughs) it was like okay yeah that makes sense to me yeah it does make sense to me um but yeah ultimately a lot of work has been done to make you think that these things are recyclable when they're not um so you don't realize how bad the problem is until it's too late yeah and i don't know if we're gonna plastics are in our blood already yeah Yeah. oh it's probably not going to be in our generation i imagine that would be in a much more distant future yeah i hope so (laughs) in some way uh but if we do find like if we uh, genetically modify or make something that can eat plastic, I hope we then, you know, are think a few steps ahead and also think of ways to not let those things get out of hands. Uh, thinking Horizon Zero Dawn, <laughs> little little of that going on in my brain. Uh, yeah, of, you know, let's not make it so that it these robots consume biology that doesn't sound good uh oh yeah no 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 100 like little microbots in our bodies consuming all the little plastic things and then they're like now we really like now most of our body is plastic because what's yeah. happening they just eat people now um there's a lot of implications that could take place also like every single movie that's about like infertility yeah. as the future of our planet yeah that is a result of plastic chemicals it's like chemicals that are in- added in additives to plastic so if you're also worried about that that's another motivator yeah (laughs) and Kat what was your 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 hypothesis or idea for what people could do to be able to to consume plastic 
I told you them. I wrote them down and I sent them to you. Uh, there's a lot of possible things that we could do. But I really think one of them is forming a symbiotic relationship with uh, parasites of some kind, like whales. You know, uh -huh. we could be like the whales in the ocean where they like form a symbiotic relationship with the little fish that eat all the parasites on their body. Mm -hmm. Or we could be like rhinos that form a symbiotic relationship with like the little things that eat the flies, yeah. you know, in their faces. Uh -huh. There's so many options available. And one thing that I said that I thought would be really funny is if we got back into leeches, like if <laughs> leeches became back in fashion, um, specifically with like, we somehow train them to specifically just remove plastics. We train leeches to remove plastics from our body. Sounds crazy. I don't know if that could actually happen. I don't even know if it's possible, but it would be yeah. really interesting. Uh, or if we just have like little bug friends and then we yeah. turn them like into fashion statements. Yeah. This is all like stuff rich people could do right now. Yeah. Kim Kardashian. I like a little passenger's idea. Like you just got the little guy inside is eating all the plastic and makes you yeah. healthy. Start I'm a here fashion it. line of like parasite or microplastic eating bugs that yeah. you wear as like fashion on your face. You know, I will say the person who's most likely to do that would not be a Kardashian, but would be Paris Hilton. Oh. Like straight out. One, she's got like fashion icon. Degrees. Genius. <laughs> yeah, genius IQ. <laughs> like yeah, science. She cares about the she has a lot of charities and she cares about the environment. If anyone's gonna do it, all right. Paris Hilton. Be, so Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton. Plastics are hurting the environment. Yeah. You're on it. Yeah. You're a partner with a scientist. <clears throat> I trust you. You'll figure whatever you figure out, I'm here for you as long as it's affordable. If it's a, a cute leech. Yeah. You know, you wear <laughs> them as get earrings. Hats. You know, you wear them as earrings. They yeah. stick to your ears and they suck all the microplastics out. It I'm down with whatever it is as long as it doesn't make everyone horny. Okay. Yeah. Just like that was a lot. A lot of very close talking, and everyone was on the cusp of an orgasm at all times. Yes. It was a lot. Film. It was very much a lot. <laughs> it was so like, much. And I was like, never for breakfast. I was like, no, I don't want to get ever in a jiggly chair. That way in my entire life. And it was just really wild how yeah. breathy everyone yeah. just got into speaking yeah. like the whole time. Kristen Stewart raised my anxiety levels to a hundred. She was like, made for that she was role. So though. intense. I know. It but stressed she's me made out. Made for that role. Absolutely. But I was like, I can't breathe when you're around. Yeah. <laughs> Not in a good way. Like you're stressing she's me out. Very unhinged in this movie, but in a fun way. Yeah. Oh, uh, that it. was Love very that stressful. Um <laughs> if you watched uh this David Cronenberg film, tell us what you think about it. Um if you watch other Cronenberg films, tell us what you think about those. Uh you could yeah. maybe listen to that episode. It's a long time ago. The quality is not great. I don't remember what we said in it, but you're welcome to either. listen. Uh you could go search into the archives of ghouls to find it. Um, like I said, also, we had a really great guest for it. Yeah. And if you watch this movie and like totally understood everything about it. Yeah. And you want to make like a documentary length explanation yeah. of what it was. I will watch that because yeah. I am genuinely interested. I feel like this movie was saying stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it just went over my head. Yeah. <laughs> I feel as like I, I said, got it. I'm not a scientist. Uh, I am kind of smart, but 
You we both kind of have COVID brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we both have COVID brain. Kind of some slack. Yeah. Also, this was a trivia movie to deal with. Um, yeah. I think, I also, I think it's like ironic as heck that we didn't get it from each other. Yeah, but we did pass it on. <laughs> but to we each got other. it at the it same fun. time. Hilarious. Uh, that's what 2023 is. New Year, New Us. We're sick. Um, there's plastics in the air. There's plastics in your cell. In our blood. In our lungs. <laughs> plastics. No wonder got asthma. God. Plastics. In that's the how the zombie apocalypse spreads. Spores, microplastics combine. Yeah. Spread everywhere. Now everyone's a zombie because it's airborne. <laughs> no? Okay. Just me? Just me? <laughs> I was on board about your little passenger parasite friends. Okay, I don't think it should happen that way. I'm just saying if it were to happen anyway, yeah. it would make sense. Because yeah. they're in everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, watch a movie or don't, whatever you want. Cronenberg's not for you. everyone, like Kat said. Uh, but oh, that's fine. they are for somebody, right? Like, David Cronenberg is definitely someone's cup of tea. Someone's cup of shaky tea on their shaky chair. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I, you know, I'm glad we watched it. I'm glad we gave it a shot. Oh, um, yeah, it is ridiculous and fun. It's, it's given me something to, like, think about, I guess. Yeah. You know, even though it was pretty chaotic. Yeah. Uh, I have no regrets in watching it. Nor do I think it was horrible. It was just like, wow, that was a lot. Yeah. I just remember being really angry that they were upset about the plastic people because I was like, oh, yeah. This answers so many. Like, I get it. I get why they're angry because they're like, people are the worst. But like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I personally wouldn't want to be a plastic eater. But I don't know. Maybe I'd take one for the team. I'm not like a big foodie, you know? I'm not. Mm-hmm crazy about it um i yeah honestly it I'm would solve a lot of problems it's really wild that like it's not surprising like the people in charge are not the smartest on our planet so what? they definitely would not be doing the right thing in the situation but it, it yeah. is enraging uh because they would solve a major problem if you could serve plastic as food yeah. and it not harm our yeah. bodies yeah cool <laughs> It's Why like is it a big energy? Let them eat plastic. Let them. Like be Why angry about matter? clean energy when you're like, like oh, doesn't okay. hurt the harm them. Like they actually need it for sustenance. Solves so many problems. Yeah, it actually helps them. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like don't look up. You just translate like meteor to climate change, and it makes sense. And that's like what this is. It's like, oh, we could do renewable resources, you know, <laughs> or big coal. You know, we could do yeah. clean coal, which is fiction. That's fictional. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Cronenberg gets it. I don't get Cronenberg, but I get it. And, uh, yeah, it was a fun, fun episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, closes out our new year, new me. So now we're, we're old again. And mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> next week starts our new series, which is uh, Tainted Love um because it's february get it yeah uh, <laughs> yeah so um don't get married delete your kids yeah your kids will eat plastic and then your partner will try no. to revive them or they're or, the new plastic eaters or you raise that beautiful plastic eating baby and he you let so them cute. live their lives his hair is beautiful 
I love mm-hmm. too. Little pika baby. Um, <laughs> all right. Let him do. It's okay. Let him live. Okay. Bye. Bye. What if I just started eating? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but like, deep cut, deep cut. What if? <laughs> but what if you it would be really. It, that would be pretty impressive. It would be the most method thing yeah. I've ever done on this show. <laughs> I just really want to. <laughs> <So, no. laughs>